0: Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is a staggering thought, but it is reality. There is so much loneliness and depression in our world right now, mainly because of isolation and separation between people. And I have to believe it, kind of began because of covid and we stayed in that trend not a good trend at all and we're gonna talk about that today with somebody who helps people overcome a lot of that and so much more in moving their life forward really transforming their life and he is part of finding freedom life transformation he's one of the life transformers and he's john erickson john welcome back how you doing
1: hey i'm doing well steve how are you sir
0: doing well doing well normally we get together with you and uh, your wife Laura but it's just it's just us talking today but uh, this is a big this is a big issue in our society now isn't it
1: uh yes sir yeah i would say i mean covid definitely played a huge part and i mean even before that like i just have always felt like there's so many separators in our world there's so many separators like i mean we're not going to talk about politics, but like you think about politics or you think about religion or you think about just differences. I mean, I mean, race, you think about, you know, all these different things that, that separate us. And, um, when, when rather than looking for how can we connect with one another, it's so much more of like, like, you know, that awkward feeling, like you go outside and you really don't want to see that one. Like, I don't know. you just in the mood to really socialize or, um, and you see that person over there, and like you're like, "Oh, I really kinda hope they don't see me, and you know like there it, it's such an ingrained thing, I feel like in our culture um and I just want to see that change so badly, you know, and bring more separation to, or bring bring more separation bring more um connection than that separation
0: I think we forget how valuable it is to be connected because we just habitually keep doing what we're doing. So we were kind of putting that habit of, you know, since COVID and then we just kept on doing it. And I just had, as you were talking, John, I just had a flash last night and went with a buddy of mine to a, a local brewery. We go there, we love the food and just, you know, have a beer. We talk and somebody came up to me who knew me through somebody else. So I started talking with them. Then one of their coworkers came over. Then some others did. We're all talking there's a random table next to us, a guy and his wife. So he looks over at me. I look over at him. We say something. Now I'm over there talking to them. And I just, it was like a beautiful thing. And we actually went to another restaurant after that. We said, hey, you want to try another place? Yeah, okay. And, you know, a handful of us went. I don't even know these people. <laughs> and it was, it was nice. And it, it. I forgot how nice that is, where you can just randomly connect with strangers and, uh, you know, find some common ground. But we don't do it because we're not, I guess, the practice of doing it.
1: Yeah, I mean, wait, was that a question?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just just thinking out loud, like, and I think a lot of us are afraid to do it, like to walk over to a stranger and just say something because it'll be perceived as, you know, we're kind of creepy or weird.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a beautiful story. Like, I, I love the I just love how things seem to happen when it's our, we have a topic for for the week and things seem to happen in your life that pertain to the topic so well. Um, <laughs> that, you know, like last night, with your experience, I think that's just such a great experience inviting people over that you don't even know and it's like, yeah, come join like, let's have a conversation, let's talk, Let's let's join together, like you know, that togetherness is It's just so vital, you know. I always talk about with you about how, you know, we weren't meant to do life alone. And um, there are just separators everywhere. I mean, even think about, like, the gym. You know, for me, I've been going to the gym for a really long time. Like, Mm -hmm. since I was 11 years old, I started in the gym. My brother had me go and uh, work out while it was in our basement. And then by 13, I joined the gym. And this culture, I became very big. I became a bodybuilder, and this this culture of like walking around with this stern face and this, you know, I can't say hi to this other guy. Like, like it, it needs to be this this tough mentality. This yep. like, you know, rather than you know, like I'll say hello, like I'll say hi to, to every like everybody. And actually, just recently, I said hi to a, a guy, and he's like, "Do I know you?" And I was like, "No." I'm just trying to change the culture of the gym and uh and he just looked at me like I was nuts and and I said, you know that I just said I'm trying to just change the culture of the gym, you know because um you know when we're connected, we can be so much better. it's just that people don't know that like we get and there are so many things that we can relate on you know uh we all come from so many different backgrounds and we can relate in so many different ways, like regardless of, you know, um, how, you know, I don't believe in big trauma or little trauma and neither does Laura, you know, we just believe trauma is trauma and, um, you know, we can connect in terms of emotions that we felt or, you know, um, yet yeah, just feelings that we felt, emotions that we felt, things that we thought about ourselves and, Um, you know, negative core beliefs and all these things that aren't talked about and and we we can connect in so many ways. Um, It's kind of sad and beautiful at the same time. I have something that, you know, eventually one day when I do a TED Talk, I want to talk about, you know, how shame connects us all, how we have all experienced shame and that can turn into a beautiful thing. Because when we talk about something like that, it's like, you know, yeah, it's deep and it's beautiful because, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be sad anymore. We don't have to sit in it alone anymore. We get to, we get to do it together and we get to relate, Um, you know, and that is a talk that I will, I will have one day, you know, on a TED talk. And I've I've actually already wrote it.
0: (laughs) Um, Oh, look at you. (laughs) You know what you, you know what you did, John? But, you uh, put it into the universe. <laughs> I a,
1: put it into the universe. Yep, yeah. that's, I love, yes, absolutely.
0: Do you think that we don't connect more often because we have a fear of rejection?
1: I think that's a great question, and I think that that's definitely a part of it. Fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, um, fear of, yeah, I mean, fear is, fear has such a control also over people in our, in our world. And in our, we'll talk about our country in our country, you know, um, there's a lot of followers, you know, and, and I'd say not enough leaders, uh, and, um, fear to me, yes, is a, is a huge part of it. And, and that all stems back to where we come from, what we've learned, what we've learned about ourselves, these lies that we've learned. and um, and, like, this person won't understand or, you know, uh, it, like, they, they, I can't relate to them. They can't relate to me. And I'll go back to that, you know, walking past a homeless person and saying, how could I possibly relate to that person? Like, they get completely, you know, disregarded. Not all the time. There's a ton of people that help and work with the homeless, right? It's just I think of an example of, you know, someone on Wall Street um, going to work, making really good money and walking past a homeless person like they don't even exist, like they're not a person, right? And, um, you know, that that's like kind of an example that runs through my mind, and I have been the of that in my life where, you know, I'm not necessarily thinking to myself, oh, that's not a person, that's not a human being, um, just, you know, what what is so different about us, what, that we, we don't have a house? you know what maybe maybe they're addicted to drugs they just don't have the um resources to get the help they need and right like mm-hmm. what what would it look like to take a chance to sit down next to that person just sit on the ground with them you know and and find a way to connect and then others see that and to me a leader the word to me that always comes to mind is example you know and um, you know we lead by example, and we don't we don't sit next to them to get to get you know uh praise we don't do nice things for other people to get praise you know we do we do these things out of the goodness of our heart out of just you know living a better life being a better human being you know and and I'm, I'm going to bring this into it just because it is part of my, my belief system. I mean, this is my uh, biggest part of my life is Jesus and the way he walked as a man on this earth. And and he walked and he didn't turn his back to anybody. You know, he he, he walked toward everyone and um, loved everyone and tried to connect with everyone. And, and I, I love that, you know, and, you know, like... i'm not going to be like him necessarily i won't want to be more like him i just i can't because because i'm a human being and i i strive to be you know i want to be because the example that he set was everyone is good enough and every like everyone is good enough no matter if it was a you know, uh, there's so many stories in the Bible of 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 people that were just condemned and and uh, and kicked out of their community because their sin was worse than someone else's. Right? Separation, right there, immediately. Right? You're worse than me, and and like, um, and that co- that has carried on through our through through culture forever. And you're right, man, COVID did not help that. It brought isolation, and um, and yeah. Yeah,
0: so it just came to my heart, and I had to say it. Yeah, I I totally hear what you're saying, and you know something? What you described, that person, uh, that, that, that person not doing well, potentially homeless, he came to our table last night. Just what you no. said. I'm not even kidding. Uh, I had walked away for a second. My buddy was at the table. He had a hockey jersey on. And this guy came over. He's a big hockey fan. They started talking. I came over. We all started talking. And um, we talked for like 20 minutes. And he was that guy. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. And yeah, we we didn't get deep into his life. It was more, you know, sports related. But it was super cool making that connection with him.
1: Well, he, and then he was seen. Like he was just seen, you know, like it didn't have to turn into this deep conversation. Like it could stay, you know, we talk about sports, like whatever you know, like, at least he was then seen and heard and looked at as a human being rather than, you know, someone who who doesn't even count, you know, like, 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 you know, like almost like an animal, like not even a person, yeah. and, and it's just so beautiful that that happened last night, and I just love that, you know, and I... I, I commend you for that and you know you are a man who, who who is genuinely like that and i feel i've gotten to know you very well over the past it's been a while steve we've been talking for a long time um and doing these podcasts and um you know you are a man like that and and uh kind of just you don't turn away from people
0: you, you really you just, can't i mean it, it it was it, it, the conversation ended because we you know we moving on to stuff and we were you know grabbing stuff to to eat and but it was nice to, you know connecting with the guy um and yes. like you said he, he he even said yeah i just walk around i just run up to people and I talk to them but interestingly he's not afraid to do it but the rest <laughs> of us are <laughs> right
1: yes yes very interesting mm. very interesting
0: I, I really think it's fear of rejection because even you know the visual at the gym. You know, I'll go go to the gym, and you know sometimes it feels a little awkward to say hi to somebody because you've got that I don't want them to think I'm creepy vibe in your head. But what's the worst that could happen? What if you say hi to somebody? Will anybody not say hi back to you? Has that ever happened? If if it did, it's you know there's more deeper stuff going on there. Um I-
1: yeah, <laughs> a lot of the time they do, they don't say hi back, and I'll just keep doing it, so I had a time where I was just really frustrated, we were living in California, and I would talk to my best friend, and I'll go to this gym, and it was like, I was just trying to change the gym culture, and it was like a, you know, uh, like an old school gym, like like the type Arnold, would work, Arnold Schwarzenegger would work out in, and like, you know, guys just jacked up, and And, like, we just lift, we don't talk, we don't say hi, we don't acknowledge one another. And, like, I would walk around and go, you know, place to place, and I would say hi, and, yes, I would get some response, and other times I'd get no response. And those no responses, I would continually say hi. And I'll go home to Laura, and I would be upset. And I'd be like, baby, like, it's just not working, you know? Like, it's just not working. And she would say, John, you keep doing it. Like, you got to keep doing it. Like, you, you know, and then when we moved to South Carolina, you know, I was jumped a handful of times growing up. And then the worst time was when I was 18 and then ended up getting my jaw broken. So I had this fear of groups of guys, you know, and um, especially when you're Uh. local, right? And so I'm from Philadelphia. And so, you know, Rock Hill, South Carolina is this small town, and I'm very just, you know, not from there, obviously. And there was a night, you know, a, 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 a one night, one one night working out. I noticed this group of guys that were just staring at me, and I felt really uncomfortable. And I, I got like pretty paranoid, you know. And I, I was trying to carry that same gym culture, and uh, and I, I did my best to keep doing it. These guys, I talked to two of them. Still, we haven't lived there in six months. I talked to two of them still um i ended up pursuing this group of guys anyway and and that night i feel great i went home i talked to laura i said i I don't want to go to this gym anymore and and like so many times it's just been my rock of like no like we you go you go and 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 this is what we're about you know need these reminders and she helps me with that just like i help her
0: you just helped me you just helped me john yeah. You did. You, you want me to, to tell you why and, and how please. this is so bizarre? Yes, please. Just what you said where you got beat up, I got beat up when I was 22. And mm. and it was a bunch of guys came out, fast food restaurant. I had gone into the restaurant with my friends. It was like one o'clock in the morning. There was a line, and we we're just like, yeah, we're not going to wait for this. We walk outside. These guys come out. They said, w- what's wrong? You can't wait for the line? We're like, no, we're going to leave. And we exchanged words and we just walked on. I went to my car, by the way, it was a brand new car. My dad had passed away the year before and I got like $20,000. And I said, you know, I'm going to treat myself because my dad would have wanted me to do that. And I turned around, I got clocked in the face. They totally beat up on my car, beat up on me. Um, I recognize one of them from high school. He was a wrestling champion. Just to show you how big mm. they were, um, but I just had a thought. Maybe I'm sometimes afraid to go up to people, guys at the gym, like you just said. Maybe because of that, just what you just said.
1: I would 100% agree with that, and and it's a it's a fear that that I mean, getting jumped is not is no joke. You know when it's three, four, five, six guys, and you're by yourself, right? And you're getting beat up on. And and then later on in life, we wonder why, you know, we feel this certain way. And, Mm -hmm. like, I was legitimately, you know, I had a fear in my heart with this group of guys. Like, it was four, four, five guys, you know, and I had experienced that before, and them just staring at me, watching me. And in my head, they were looking at me because, not to You know, I've been lifting a long time, you know, like I am in really good shape and I'm a a big boy, you know, and and that was what they were looking at. And and it was complete opposite of what I had um, thought in my mind and and deciding to approach them anyway through that fear, you know, Um, going through the fear. It was crazy just what transpired and how two of them said to me, like, you changed my life. You know, you changed my life, and, and, and it was really sad leaving. It ended up being really hard to do, and um, again, we still text. So, yes, yes, I, I believe that that plays a big role in, um, for you. Yeah.
0: I believe that plays and, a big role. And I just, I just remembered something else here, that the, he was, this guy went on to marry somebody I graduated high school with he went to high school as well, and she was friends with my sister, and uh, and, and my mom. They were kind of connected. Well, this woman got divorced from the guy who beat up on me, and you know he's kind of out of the picture. Fast forward years later, I'm talking four years ago. Uh, my mom passed away, and I gave this woman my mom's TV because she was struggling with her daughter and needed it. <laughs> it's funny how life goes around like that. And it's just like, it was, you know, I forgive it, you know, no problem. Um, but that's, you know, these memories just came back as you were talking just now, John.
1: <laughs> it's wild, huh? It is. these Memories that we kind of forget about and, and how significant they actually are, you know? Yeah. Um, I really believe Steve that our pain is our power, you know, and I've said that to you before. Like I really do. Like, I think that our pain is our power in terms of connecting with people and we have to make a choice for it to be our power. You know, we have to make a choice for, um, you know, to, to, to look at our pain, to, you know, not forget about our pain, like, and, and keep moving and moving and going and going. Like when we stop and we take a a chance to look at it, a a choice, make a choice to look at it, it can be so powerful, you know, like to be able, Go up to a group of guys after experiencing the thing that that you and I have both experienced. Um, You know, and and my first time I was nine or ten years old, and he's thirteen. This thirteen-year-old beat me up, and uh, I was circled by his older brother and all their friends. They were all probably eighteen years old, and again, it was in a place that I was not from. Um, You know, so that that. Fear made a lot of sense anytime I'd move somewhere new, and that has since changed. Like now that we've been in Florida, even you know that that changed because of what happened in South Carolina. I embraced the pain that I'd gone through and decided to um, really work on changing the gym culture and 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 breaking that 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 fear barrier. Um, when it came to, to that group of guys. And now it's just easy. And and when people don't say hi back, I'm going to say hi tomorrow night. I'm going to say hi the next night. Mm-hmm. And I'm maybe like kind of walk in front of them and say hi again, because <laughs> I, just, I believe in pursuing people.
0: Yeah. And you know what? It sounds like you forgave. I forgave. It's, but I will tell you this. Uh, my guard is always up because yeah, that was the one thing I learned from that. You know, if I'm in a area and it could be threatening, whether it is or not, I'll always have my guard up. Just you know, radar, call it radar up. <laughs> that's that's it. Uh, you yeah, know, if you're walking through the city or whatever, just because of that one situation, don't want it to happen again. And I, uh, yeah, I didn't see it coming. Literally, never saw it coming. Exactly. Oh, I am
1: the same exact way. I have my, I know, I know my surroundings. I know every that's around, I yeah. know, like, always on, you know, I wouldn't call it high alert anymore, like, I, I would say that I do always confidently know my surroundings, though, because okay. uh, it's important, you know, yeah. I think, I think it is important, and for a long time, it was a, a really hyper-vigilant thing, and it was, it was more fear-driven, but over the years, it it became a um, a whole different thing, it became more of just like a kind of a wise thing, you know, no noticing your surrounding surroundings, hmm. who's there and all that kind of stuff. So, um
0: and even if you took out those situations that we were in, you probably should be that way anyway, but also that's not to say that you should fear saying hi to somebody or being friendly to somebody. It's interesting like we talk about how you and Laura help people unpack that stuff from the past. You just did it for me. In, in, in a few minutes. And that's, I mean, it's not about me. I just use it as an example of how sometimes the process can work. But that's where, you know, the benefit for, for helping people transform their lives and what you do is is so beneficial. How does it work, John? If, if somebody has some challenges in life, no matter what it is, uh, they just reach out to you and start a conversation?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got to reach out right? So they got to have some willingness. And then uh, we have a conversation. We set up the consultation. You know, they reach out. We set up an appointment. And and we do face-to-face. We want to do a face-to-face consultation. We don't want to do a phone consultation. And um, 98% of the time, people are very comfortable with that. And they would prefer that also. And then Mm. 2% time people you know would prefer to do it on the phone and what happens is they just go to our contact page and we can fill out a little form and um actually if they search on google finding freedom life transformation llc in the google search um that will come up we will come up and and you can see reviews on us and and what has happened for people and in transforming their lives and and what it looks like is we have our initial consult and a lot of times people want to know about us. You know, they kind of want to know where we come from, and then we're able to um, show them that we're human and that we have been there and, and tell them our story and, uh, or part of our story. You know, you can only say so much in an hour's time. And then they start to feel this freedom to open up and the safety you know, it's so important for them to feel safe. It's so important for them to feel understood. And um, again, everyone's different. And also, you know, be, being understood is a big one for a lot of people, and they they feel misunderstood. And um, so we do that consultation. And Steve, I gotta say, yeah, we met. Right? Oh, I
0: uh, know what that was. <laughs>
1: me, me either. Uh, not to not to like brag it's just that when we do have that consultation, there's a very high percentage that that person is gonna you know give it the twelve sessions you know give it a fair sure. shot and um because they again, like you know, we come from a place of love and understanding and um and and then they feel safe and then it's like all right, let's dive in at your pace, you know there is no pressure to like we got to go back to three years old. Like, no, like let's get to know each other a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's, 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 let's learn about one another. And, and then let's talk during the week. And it usually takes, I'd say on average four weeks for people to feel comfortable to even reach out during the week. Um, we're available, you know, like, again, it isn't one session and I'll see you next week. Like that's never going to be who we are. It's always going to be that we are here for you. And, um but that's just always the way it's going to be and that's never going to change.
0: Yeah. Well that's what makes you guys different. You walk the journey with everybody and again just just what happened here we would have been planned this and you just brought back a memory. It's a trigger. It was a trauma that I experienced. Um it's been it's always been in my head but as you I connected the dots just now in terms of me sometimes feeling uncomfortable in a group of guys going up to them because of that one situation uh anybody you're looking to make changes or transform your life it's findingfreedomlt.com findingfreedomlt.com john it's always great talking with you i always learn so much about everything including myself and uh that just happened today so i appreciate that and i appreciate you
1: of course steve i always appreciate you and i always learn a lot from you too and you just do such a great job and um always so engaging and and you helped me a lot in these as well so thank you so much for spending the time
0: uh, and thank you and uh look forward to next time we get a chance to talk we'll be right back broadcasting from the business capital of the world this is the podcast business
2: news network hey what's up everybody i'm jason derulo i love that music connects to people all over the country But unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States. Including yours. But they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.